This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Accidents happen, and when they do, you'll want a lawyer who will stand up to the insurance company and fight for your rights. In case of emergency, have this name in your back pocket, Goldfinger, Brian Goldfinger. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors defeated the Indiana Pacers by a score of 121 to 105. Um... It was funny because all the talk coming into this game was about how, you know, the Pacers have been sitting in Toronto. They've been waiting on the Raptors. They had just had an emotional win over the Bulls. They've won six uh, of their last, they won the last six games. They won 13 of their last 15. Their last loss was that Raptors win at the ACC. Um, And so there was all this talk about revenge and the Pacers coming in hot and this is going to be a tough game. And on paper, it was a hot, it was a tough game, but. I mean, you know, there's just levels to this shit, you know, and the Raptors uh, showed that tonight. I mean, they landed at 2.30 a.m., and um, despite the fact that the original plan was to bring back Kawhi Leonard and actually let him play his first set of back-to-backs, um, the fact that the Raptors had played uh, three games for four nights and that the Bucks game was so draining and exhausting, you know, they held him out, which I completely agree with. So, um you know, the Raptors, they looked like underdogs a little bit even coming home, but, you know, they did not play like that whatsoever. Um, first off, they got Kyle Lowry back from injury. He's missed 10 of the last 11 games with that back issue. Um, you know, he came back today, didn't exert himself too much, although, you know, classic Kyle, he still takes two charges and hits the deck on a drive in the fourth quarter to get some free throws. But, um, you know... <laughs> Kyle comes back, he plays off the ball, he's in the starting lineup, Van Vliet actually runs most of the show, and I thought that was a good move by Nick Nurse to allow Van Vliet to be the point guard, because, um, you know, I I just think that, I don't think Lowry was physically, you don't want to exert him too much coming back from injury, and so uh, that was smart, but uh, with Lowry back in the lineup, the pace and the tempo of the game completely changes, Um, you see Siakam streaking out for layups, for example, which just wasn't happening a lot, Um, you know, when you know, Larry's been out. Larry's the Raptors' best. He's not even just the best passer. He's like, he's so good at managing the pace of the game. And it's like small things like he'll like rush out of bounds and then he'll like really, really beg the referee to like, you know, allow him to inbound the ball. And he'll like, you know, get the ball and play really quickly, cross half court really quickly. And he's always got his head up looking for Siakam, looking for a bock with the hitter head passes and stuff like that. And he'll toss a lot of them. He's a lot more daring than someone like Van Vliet would be otherwise. Um, and so the pace of the game was completely different. And I thought the pace of the game really favored the Raptors because the Pacers are a really tough defensive club. 
Um, you know, they allow some of the fewest points per game in the NBA, although, the, you know, part of that is pace, but also part of that is just the Pacers are really good defense. And the Pacers didn't have Miles Turner today. Turner's been huge defensively for them in the back line. But, um, you know, still, they're still a tough defensive club. They, their starting lineup is, you know, pretty good defensively. And, you know, the Raptors made a point to run. And I thought it was good because the Pacers kind of got addicted to playing that running game as well. And the Pacers are having a lot of success. I mean, they scored um, 53 points, no, 63 points in the first half, right? So, like, they should be, they clearly played into it, and I think they embraced it as well. But the thing is, the Raptors put up 70 in the first half. And in the second half, when the Raptors really started locking down on defense, and specifically, Serge Ibaka started shutting down the middle of the paint, um, you know, the Pacers couldn't really do anything at that point, and the Raptors were able to continue their offensive success by playing fast and getting, you know, runs off stops and stuff like that. So um, I think the game plan overall was great by Nick Nurse. I think Kyle Lowry coming back was, you know, a nice boost for the team, especially with Kawhi out. It's, it's funny that these two don't play together, but, you know, eventually it'll happen again. I do miss that. The Raptors are really good when they play together. But um, still, man, Kyle, 4 of 10 shooting, 2 of 6 from 3, hit his first shot. Uh, you know, it was a wing three off a offensive rebound. Uh, Siakam gets it, kicks it to Larry, hits a three. Um, Larry gets an and one at one point. Um, hit another three off a pull up. Um, his assists again, eight assists. It's pretty good for him, especially considering he wasn't the point guard today. He was really the two guard. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, three minutes into the game, Larry takes a charge on Thaddeus Young. And you're thinking, like, man, what are you doing? This is the reason why you got a bad back in the first place because you've been taking all these charges. But, I mean, what can you even say? Like, this is Kyle Larry, right? He only knows how to give 100%, even when his body isn't. And so, you know, you just got to give it up to him, man. And the way he was so comfortable in the offense, I mean, it's funny. You do really notice when he's here and when he's not here the difference in, you know, what Kyle does. And it's all the small things, right? Like, it's like the hit-ahead passes. It's taking charges. It's like the timely help defense where he's switching and communicating and the way he's setting up the offense, the tempo of the game, you know, his gritty post defense. Like, it, those are small things that the Raptors are missing when he's not there. And, you know, individually, none of them are that important except for um, – or not important, but just that noticeable um, except for maybe the passing because, you know, he is second in the NBA in assists. But – when he does come back and you see all these things in motion, you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's why Kyle Lowry gets paid $30 million like because he's this important to the team. And he does so many of the little things for the Raptors, and it's great to have him back. Um, you know, in terms of the flow of the game, I already talked about, like, high-tempo game. And the Raptors defensively really stepped it up. Surge is really good. All that, and Pascal is pretty solid. Um, the Pacers got a lot of points off offensive rebounds, and that's kind of an issue. But for the most part, the Raptors ran them off the line. The Pacers aren't really happy to take three-pointers anyway. But the Pacers only shot 17 and only hit four, whereas the Raptors shot 33 and made 17. And so they were smoking the Pacers. Um, offensively, the Raptors were in a, in a groove. Danny Green was, you know, Danny Green was really hot. Um, you know, Serge Ibaka even hit two threes. I think both of those were off passes from Kyle Lowry. Um, you know, Kyle had some threes, but it's mostly the bench. The bench was the difference maker today. And obviously the bench was trash against the Bucks, like just pure trash, right? Five points, like five total points. And Nick Nurse basically had to bench everybody off the bench, um, you know, for the second half. And, you know, he barely, you know, spliced in a couple of minutes for the lawn, but mostly he just like rode the starters and the starters got the win. And so it was, you know, the bench is trying to pick up the starters tonight and that's exactly what they did. 
and Norman Powell. Norman Powell, 23 points on 10 of 12 shooting, 3 of 3 from deep. The most efficient outing of his career. Definitely a season high for this year. Um, he was he was incredible. But also, OG, I thought his defense was great. I thought Greg Monroe was, you know, um, solid on the inside. He had a good matchup today playing against Kyle Quinn. And I think he, I don't say he outplayed O'Quinn because O'Quinn was pretty productive, but at least played him to an even, which is kind of all you want to ask for right now from Monroe, right? He's kind of been a negative in most of these games. He was even tonight, so that's good. Um, and then DeLon Wright was also really active. You know, he had a steal early in the game where he stole the inbound and then casually dribbled to the corner sort of, you know, with his unassuming nature and then, you know, pulled up from the corner. And it was just really funny to watch that happen because Corey Joseph completely switched off because he doesn't expect DeLon to shoot. But, hey, DeLon, he shot he shot the ball today, 2 of 2 from 3. Um, had a little push floater as well. I mean, a lot of great plays off the bench. They played a lot of energy. Defensively, they're much more solid. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, this is the Raptors' turn to dominate off the bench. I mean, Corey Joseph had a couple moves because, you know, we know what Corey Joseph does. But, you know, 9 points on 11 shots is nothing to really be worried about. And he only had he had zero assists. Tyreek Evans, who many people expected to be the sixth man of the year or something, he was completely unnoticeable. He got a couple of calls. Um, but for the most part, five points on two of eight shooting doesn't really matter there. O'Quinn was all right, all right in terms of just running like handoffs and a couple blocks of the rim, but you know, whatever. That's cool. It's not like O'Quinn's gonna hurt you. McDermott, an all time Raptor killer, only had a layup all game. He played 17 minutes, took one shot. It was a layup. So that means great defense. Again, I think Norm Powell had the assignment there. So Norm was fantastic on both ends. And yeah, it was the Raptors' turn to basically dominate. And I think the bench actually basically locked this win down. I mean, the second half, um, first, I mean, in the first half, they were the bench was hot. Um, but even in the second half, you know, there was a little bit of slippage from the starting unit. I feel like they came out really slowly. I think Nick Nurse did too. That's why he called timeout just 70 seconds into the half after the Raptors gave up a 5-0 run because it was like, yo, what are you guys doing? Nick Nurse is ripping into the team, trying to pick up everyone's energy. And from that point onward, the Raptors went on a 20, a close to quarter, 26-16. to 16. Right or twenty six to seventeen, and it was like, all right, so you know, I think first off, it was just great coaching by Nick Nurse to identify. Look, his team wasn't ready, and you know, it's on him really to make the team ready after halftime. But still, when he saw the team wasn't ready, he got the message across. They played a lot better defensively, but also it was just the bench. The bench picked up the Raptors starting unit uh, in the third quarter. They ran, they they built a little bit of a lead, and in the fourth quarter, they just maintained that lead. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they allowed the starters to play fewer minutes. Van Vliet still ended up playing 35 because, you know, he uh, ends up, you know, running the point for the, point, the bench anyway because he really is the bench point guard. But, you know, that's okay. Van Vliet is a guy who he can play extended minutes without sort of any drop-off in his play. He's just really well-conditioned. But Lowry only played 32 minutes. Pascal only played 26. Serge only played 23. And Danny Green only played 19. Danny Green played uh, 40 minutes against the Bucks, And he only played 19 here. And it wasn't like Danny wasn't playing well. He was 5 of 8 from 3. Um, you know, defensively a little bit suspect. But, I mean, whatever. Um, you know, the starting unit that logged a lot of minutes yesterday mostly got the night off and had a chill night. And it was the bench that took over. So, it's nice to see that. I think if Norm can continue playing like this all the time, then, you know, the Raptors bench issues aren't as big. But, of course, we don't expect Norm to have 23 points on 12 shots all the time. That's incredible. But um, still, it does give you uh, 
reason for optimism. And honestly, if you take a step back and look at the week as a whole, right, it was going to be a tough week. They're playing the Jazz, and then they played, um, you know, the Spurs, and then the Bucks and the Pacers. And the circumstances weren't ideal for the Raptors by any means. The Raptors did not have the full lineup in any of these games, right? They had, without Kyle, obviously without JV for the whole thing, but without Kyle for the first three games and then without Kawhi today. And, you know, those are tough opponents. And the Raptors, A, went up to Utah and just, <laughs> I mean, it was Pascal and Kawhi and they combined for, what, 70 points or something, 75 points. And, um, you know, they crushed them. Right, like that—that that was just a great offensive performance against a really, really um, good defensive club. And then, obviously, the Spurs game, the Raptors completely laid an egg, and everyone was sort of panicking because Raptors were like six and seven over a stretch like that, whatever. But they go into that Milwaukee game, huge bounce back effort. The starters picked them up, and then today the bench picks up the starters, and it's just great to see it all work out like that. Because again, not an easy game by any means. I mean, like you know, you come back at two thirty a.m. You don't expect to be this good, especially on a Sunday. And, you know, who knows? Maybe it was a bit of that white Vegas effect, you know, because Indiana did spend Saturday in Toronto. So, you know, maybe they were out, you know, looking at uh, the Ripley's Aquarium and and other uh, things like that. But, I mean, the Raptors came out and uh, had a nice win. And if you take a 3-1, if I told you at the start of the week the Raptors going to go 3-1 over the stretch, you would happily take it. We would all happily take it. You know what I mean? And, um it does feel like a little bit of a turning point. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the Raptors have a pretty easy schedule next week. They only play Atlanta on Wednesday. No, Atlanta on Tuesday. And then they have, uh, you know, Brooklyn and, like, Washington on the weekend. That's not too bad, right? There's a lot of rest coming up. And it does feel like the Raptors have gone through the harder parts of their schedule for sure. Um, and they've come out intact. So that's, that's uh, always a positive. In terms of your three stars... First star, Norman Powell, obviously. I mean, how could you? I mean, actually, it's close between Norm and Serge, but I'll give it to Norm because, you know what, Norm's not going to get another chance to be the first star, unfortunately. But uh, like I mentioned earlier, 23 points uh, on 10 of 12 shooting, 3 of 3 from deep, including one where he was, like, crossing over and pulling up to beat the shot clock in the corner and was just a very impressive shot. Um, two rebounds and assists, a steal, very under control, no turnovers, plus 15, the, a game high. Norm has just really found his rhythm and really found a groove. Obviously, the Bucks game being the exception, but he's been great. And the upgrade from what CJ was giving you to what Norm was giving you is night and day. And again, you know, on top of these 23 points, he was guarding McDermott. McDermott had a layup all game. So, uh, great two-way production from Norm. Second time we went to Ibaka, 18 points, 6 rebounds in 23 minutes, 7 of 9 shooting, 2 of 2 from 3, um, 2 blocks. I mean... It's really just a defense that Ibaka played in the third quarter. I thought it really steadied the Raptors. Um, and he only had to play limited minutes, and it's good because, you know, the Raptors, obviously, the starters played a lot of minutes last night, and uh, Serge was instrumental in the uh, Bucks win, and he was instrumental in this one too, you know. Um, Sabonis is not an easy matchup. Sabonis is, you know, leading the NBA in uh, shooting percentage, I'm pretty sure. Today he shot 6 of 14, you know. It's like, all right, cool. I would take 6 of 14 for 16 points with Sabonis. I mean, usually you get those on a much more efficient basis, but with Ibaka around the rim, you know, blocking him, blocking the likes of um, uh, Oladipo as well. I mean, Ibaka was real solid. And then in terms of your third star, you know, I want to give it to Lowry spiritually because he was really nice, but I actually just – I have to give it to Fred VanVleet just because he played really good defense on Oladipo in addition to, you know, running the show for both the starting unit and the bench unit. So that's – I mean – 
that's that's a lot of work right there. And he did a lot of work. I mean, 12 points, 8 rebounds is whatever. Um, but Oladipo shot 6 of 15 for 16 points. Like He's one of the best guards in the Eastern Conference, if not in the NBA as a whole. And Van Vliet played great defense on Oladipo. Um, so, you know, I'm giving it to Van Vliet. And then in terms of your Gerald Henderson award, it's got to go to Bogdan Bogdan. Oh, sorry. Bojan Bogdanovic. Sorry, I got confused for the Kings guard. That's super clutch. But um, 21 points in 37 minutes. He cooled off as the game went on, but he was lightning uh, in a bottle early on, man. He was hitting everything. A little, like, I mean, mid-range shots. He's driving to the rim. He's really effective driving to the rim today, weirdly enough. It's because he's mostly a shooter. Anyway, I think it was, like, super aggrieved because, you know, he had uh, been fouled by OG Ananobi in the last two uh, Toronto, like about two weeks back. And, you know, I think he really made a mission to sort of punish the Raptors and, you know, for a while he did it, but he faded down the stretch. I mean, ultimately that's a role player and he's actually a pretty good scorer, but still, I mean, this is a good night for him, but you're not going to win a game when Bogdanovich is your best player, but still 21 points, nine rebounds, three assists, two steals. That's pretty good. And then, yeah, in terms of the podcast, I mean, the Raptors Weekly Podcast is out there. It's finally back. I apologize for there not being any shows over the uh, the holiday break, but, you know, it is what it is. But I thought this last one episode with Dan Reynolds of uh, Raptors HQ was really good, so you should go listen to that. We talked at length about how to fix the bench, and then the bench just fixed itself. So that's nice, but still, there's a lot of good content in there, and, um, yeah, thank you for listening. I'll be back to recap the Hawks game. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.